0: You are now about to experience the Revive Effect. I'm your host, Matt Celestio, and if you wanna learn to master your mind, get the body you want, and create the life you've always wanted to live, you are in the right place. At Revive, my mission is to create a better way of living for our generation by challenging the current ways we live every day. And in each episode, I bring you a radically different approach to fat loss, a fresh perspective on life, and a new way of living to help you get to where you truly wanna be in life. So kick back and let's jump into it. Welcome to the Revive Effect. Okay, we can't keep living like this. We're eating foods that are slowly killing us. and We put our health on the back burner for a paycheck every single day. We surround ourselves with people who constantly bring us down and we kill our planet by overconsuming material things, trying to live up to the BS scam that social media puts on us every day. Again, one of the biggest factors to our mental health problems. Now, instead of working towards the life that we say we want the most in the world or making a difference in the world, we seek distraction with mind numbing TV marathons, alcohol, drugs, and whatever else comes your way. Now I'll say it again, we can't keep living like this. And it's not a matter if we should or could, we need to create a better way of living for our generation. And this got me thinking the other day, it goes, why do people treat others so poorly? You know, I finally came to the answer, how can you expect others to care about themselves? Or how can you expect others to care about other people if they don't even care about themselves? You know, why say a compliment to someone if you don't even compliment yourself? And why help out your coworkers if you don't even help yourself? Everything starts from right up here. From your beliefs to your negative self-talk to your limiting beliefs, you name it. Now I believe the way you speak to yourself can truly change your lives for the better. And today we're going to dive in deep, exactly how to do this with our very special guest, Taryn Young. Now Taryn is the perfect person to talk about how to overcome limiting, limiting beliefs and negative self-talk because she has gone through that very same thing on her journey time and time again. Now I think a lot of us, and especially myself, we're going to resonate with her story today and everything we adventure through as well. Now, Taryn is a first responder and she's someone who battles that mental resilience every day, seeing disturbing scenes. And not only this, she had to undergo excruciating fitness tests to make it onto the front lines. So she is so easily able to talk about that inner ego, that self-critic and those limiting beliefs and self-talk. Now she is the host of her very own show, Taryn Talks, where she strives to teach people how fitness isn't easiest and it's an everyday grind. And the thing that I love most about her is that she addresses the topics that she feels social media fitness and the fitness industry is lacking the most. I value transparency like you would not believe. And I love her for this because she keeps it so real. So Taryn, welcome to the Revive Effect.
1: Thank you so much. You are making me feel very humble and making me feel really great about myself today. So thank you. Yeah. I'm really happy to be here. T Young Fit on Instagram. If you want to watch a Taryn talk, thank you so much for having me and I'm so happy that my journey's brought me to being on podcasts and being able to give my journey to other people so we can chat about how to make our lives better right through here.
0: <laughs> That's it. Simple as can be. And Taryn's going to dive in so deep today. She's such a great speaker and she's such a great person as well. So what we're going to dive into today especially is why social media is the toxic reason behind your beliefs, your negative and limiting beliefs and self-talk how to still love yourself along your journey, even when you're not seeing those results. And finally, we're going to dive into if why you don't acknowledge those negative self-talks, those negative beliefs, they'll never go away. So much great conversation coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's dive in. Let's go. Okay, Taryn, I need you to open up with this. Why do you think we're so addicted to social media?
1: Oh, it's, it's so easy to be addicted to social media these days. I think addictive personalities in our society today is a lot more prevalent than we think they are. We are very addicted to things because everything is so accessible in our lives. And things like fitness come very hard to people because we're used to things being quick and accessible, like your 15-second TikToks or quick things on Instagram, right? We're not used to having to put a little more work into things and really dive deep into here and here because we're so thick, quick to let things happen. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's,
0: and it's something that's so prevalent in our day and age. Like even we were just talking about it before, like everybody, regardless of the age, they are on it monitoring you, mm-hmm. right? They're looking at you. So mm-hmm. are, do you think we're addicted to literally just um, the validation that social media brings onto us or we're just constantly seeking that comparison factor that, you know, again, ties into that negative self-critic, that negative beliefs?
1: I think all of the above I think looking and feeling good and having people tell you that you look good is addicting and it feels good Mm -hmm. and I always tell people that it should feel good and if it doesn't feel good that means that you don't really love yourself like if you're the kind of person to be like yeah yeah like whatever. Like if somebody gives you a compliment or says something and you're trying to like shove it away, I always feel like those people don't love themselves enough. You should be able to be like, thank you. Like, that's Mm -hmm. really awesome. And I think once you come to a point where you're really confident in yourself, social media won't really have as much of an effect on you. But for a very long time, it had a huge effect on myself and what I was consuming And I was really looking into other females and wondering, like, why don't I look exactly like her? But once I dove a little deeper into my own body and how it works, it really let me understand that I'm never going to be anybody else. And I'm never going to understand every single thing they do by just looking at their social media. I'm not going to get the same amount of sleep as them. I can't eat the same vitamins as them. Sure, I can try my very best, but I will never, ever be somebody else. And I think we're very quick on social media to think that we can be somebody else when at the end of the day, if you're not going to love you and figure out that you're the only one at the end of the day... Social media is just going to consume you. But I do think it can be powerful. I think we can use it in really good ways, like yourself and myself do.
0: You want to share a good message, let people know, hey, there's a better way to live. Mm-hmm. You don't need to go down this path. And that's, that's another big thing about social media is that everything is so fake nowadays. Everything is so phony and it doesn't cater to the real person. Somebody who works a nine to five like us, somebody who has you know, kids, somebody who has other responsibilities in life. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to remember these influencers are paid to look good. They're paid to make all these fitness programs. They're paid to travel the world.
1: Listen, nobody pays to get my hair done, okay? (laughs) This is right out of my pocket.
0: (laughs) So exactly, there it is, right? And we're so quick to compare ourselves. Even though we say we know, we go, oh, that's so fake, that's so fake, yet our subconscious mind is constantly comparing ourselves to that unattainable norm of success. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with that personally?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for a very long time, people in my life told me to have role models. And I took that to the fact that I wanted them just to be exactly like them. So I don't know. There's one female named Brooke Entz. She's very beautiful. She's a CrossFitter. She did CrossFit in like 2012 to 2016. So when I was in high school, like just before I gained weight. So I really wanted to look like her. And it was somebody that I thought I could look like. And it really took me to the fact to understand like, She trains four to five hours a day. Maybe she's on stuff. Maybe she's not being honest. I will not look like that. And it just took me a very long time to understand that I am going to look like me. I'm not going to look like somebody else. And yes, have a role model, but take traits from a role model. Don't take physical uh, appearance and aesthetics as why you want them to be a role model. It should be, oh, she drinks a lot of water. I I I would do something like that. Or she's really nice to people. I would do something like that. Not I want her shoulders or her abs. Like your abs and your shoulders are going to look very different than hers wow. once you're there. Wow, that's powerful.
0: Thanks. That's a great <laughs> shift in perspective too. And that's something we can attain. We could be nice to people. We could develop a good work ethic. Very simple things like that. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is really amazing. Thanks. So, so let, that dives us next into our next topic, which is, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And I believe that so vividly because I see it every day in my life, especially. And lately, the, like the other day, I was scrolling social media and instead of feeling inspired and uplifted and connected, I almost felt, you know, deflated, kind of almost like I was on my own or I wasn't successful. Meanwhile, I've done a lot of things that I'm proud of myself, but yet... Social media almost brainwashed me into, you know, giving those negative self talks, becoming a negative self critic. And I just finished reading Dave Asprey's book about fast this way. And he talks about fasting, not just from the perspective that we usually fast from food. Everybody knows intermittent fasting, time-restricted feeding, but he goes fasting. The definition of fasting means to go without and to go without, you can do a lot of things that could be gossip, that could be television, that could be alcohol. And what I really resonated with that book is I said, you know what? Social media has been making me feel kind of like crap lately. I'm going to fast from social media. And let me tell you, Taryn, the last, I think it's been about five days now, my mood and my energy has been elevated like never before.
1: I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it.
0: Exactly. And yeah, it's the social media that's doing this to us because I isolated that one factor and now there's this big change. So Taryn, what role do you think social media is playing influencing and actually encouraging our negative beliefs and self-talk?
1: I think when you're looking at somebody's Instagram or their TikTok and they look great, like you're like, whoa, like they look awesome. That's all you see. You don't see like, let's get real. You're not scrolling to the bottom of their page to see where they started, or maybe they've deleted those photos. So you never really see where they've started. You're just seeing a a stock like one snippet of like they look really great but what if that one really great snippet was like the first set that they did or like it was their one rep max or you're like why couldn't I do that and it's because that was all they did that day what if they literally walked into the gym to film that one thing but then said that they did five sets of it and you're like oh my goodness I wish I could do that like it's so easy to think that they are better than they are or other people are better, because you think that you're not doing it, but what you're doing is just enough if you're getting up and you're getting after it. Just don't get too consumed with the idea of, oh, they had this video or this picture and it looked awesome, because it could be they hadn't eaten the last day and their abs looked nicer, or they literally just walked into the gym to do that one rep max. And it's so easy to be negative on yourself because maybe you don't look like that or you wish you looked like that. But like it's been maybe six, seven years of hard work for them to do that. Just understand like your chapter one. Don't compare it to somebody's chapter 20. I think that's a good
0: Yeah, I was literally going to say that exact same quote. That was yeah. the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Gets, but that's a great reminder for a lot of us because we... We still compare our chapter one to chapter 20, regardless.
1: All the time. It's so easy because it's quick. And Instagram and TikTok and everything is quick. And they're only going to show you when they look really, really nice. And I'm still bad with it, too. And Mm. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think I'm honest. And I'm saying this is how much I weigh. This is what my body fat is. This is how tall I am. And I let people see that. And I also am always reminding in stories or trying to keep it very relevant on my page for new followers, that it's been very hard. And I don't want people to follow me and think that I'm going to be giving some, I'm going to swear, bullshit. <laughs> like I'm not okay. It's not going to be bull. It's hard. Okay. It's really hard.
0: That's the real side of not even social media, but just life in general. And we have to keep that in the back of our minds. People. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, one of the things that I think social media and this constant connected world that we live in, whether it be through movies, through Instagram, through FaceTime, through whatever source of media that you consume, we're always plugged in. And when we're always plugged in, we're always giving our attention to something else. And if we're giving our attention away, that means we're never taking anything back. We don't have time to think anymore. There's no time for introspection, no solitude. And when we don't do this, we don't clarify what we want, what we desire, We're going to be told what we want by the Hmm. social media influencers, by the advertising companies, by fitness companies. And that's the hyper-connected world that we live in. Now, again, with touching on this fast that I did from social media, I took that one step further and actually do fast from my phone every morning until noon. Or at least I try. I do my best. And I find, Taryn, the mornings that I fast from my phone, my anxiety, stress, and my breathing that's usually very shallow, gone. Yeah, Irrelevant. And when, when I do these fasts in the morning, I feel so much more energized and more focused. And my head doesn't mm-hmm. feel as scatterbrained. And it's very powerful because the phone, the phone is doing this.
1: Yeah. and I, we, I think you can find other times to do that too. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it on my way to work because I can't be on my phone. So it's time that, yeah, there's music playing, but I'm genuinely thinking. And before I go to bed, it's... Um, i turn my phone off and i have a hard time sleeping but i try and not think of it as a negative and i take that time to be meditative and i think about the day and i always have a checklist before i go to bed of what did i do well today and what will i do better tomorrow and tomorrow's going to be a really good day that's a good exercise yeah so i it's sometimes it's hard to fall asleep so i take the time to just practice and breathe and practice meditative breathing and holding in for five and out for five and just trying to calm myself down. And sometimes I'll use my watch and have my phone to watch my heart rate and try and see if I can bring my heart rate down. Or like just practice really being by myself so that the time that we fast from our phones and social media is very important because we always forget about ourselves. And it's very easy in today's day and age to forget about ourselves.
0: All the time, yes. Mm -hmm. And that one exercise you said, like, what what did I do good today? What can I do better tomorrow? I think that's a great exercise because we usually go to bed thinking, I didn't do this. I still have to do this. This is what I didn't get done. Mm -hmm. It's always what we haven't attained. And that just shifts your mindset into, look how many wins I had today. Look how much I accomplished. Again, very small changes,
1: but impactful. Very impactful. And it makes me resonate with the day. And it's usually through prayer. Like my grandmother had passed away two years ago. And I was never very into prayer. But now I say things are just nanny's plan. Because it's like how I think of her instead of God's plan. So things are always nanny's plan in my life. So I'm always talking to her and just saying like, Hey, like this was my day. And like it was a really good day. And this is what I did. And like thanks for making it a good day. Like... It's just somebody for me to talk to. Like, it doesn't have to be God and it can be other things or just time by yourself. Right. And trust me, I'm not super duper religious. Like I said, it's been like ever since she passed, it was more just taking that extra time and slowing down. And you really realize like life's short and you got to really love yourself and take the time. That's great. That's really great, Taryn.
0: So now let me ask you one step further. How do you feel that the always plugged in culture has affected you? Let's go with that. Just you personally.
1: Okay. The always plugged in culture has really affected me just positively and negatively, because I think in any kind of first responding, you have to be pretty professional. And what you're posting online is very, um, can be construed negatively and positively. So for a very long time, I took my Instagram very seriously and I wouldn't post things that were really making me happy. I was posting the things that I thought Um, were cool because everybody else was posting. And I was like, this is what's going to get me famous. Like, this is going to work. And I'm, like, posting what everybody else is posting and getting skinny and doing, like hit workouts and jumping jacks and like yeah I still do that stuff but
0: like <laughs> it's different now you know
1: right like I was like very much trying to be somebody else on social media and it took me a very long time to realize I don't have to be that serious and it's only my job and social media is completely separate and if it makes me happy I should do it the way I want to so for a while it was very negative but now it's turned positive as I've understood myself more and become more confident in myself But for a while, it was very much like negative and trying to be other people. And if you scroll down my Instagram, you can find it. It's all there. I've never deleted anything. Have fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, you make a great point. Like, even like we just spoke about, you're always plugged in. So your actions were almost manipulated into going down a certain Mm -hmm. path. Yeah. Because that's what you were seeing. Mm -hmm. Again, not the real Taryn, but... When everybody else wanted you to be.
1: Yeah, and now it's the real Taryn, guys. Like, I'll let you know my stomach hurts every morning and we'll talk about it and we'll talk about how I get over it and what supplements I liked and how they worked and how they didn't work and what part of it sucks and that it's really hard. And that these girls like jumping around and having their little dogs and their coffees and like they're living their life, it's not how their life is every day. It's hard. I'm sure they go home and cry sometimes too, okay? And that's what I'm trying to get. It's hard for everybody. And just some people aren't showing how genuinely hard it is. You got
0: to keep that in the back of your
1: mind. Yeah. Always.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I want to go in a different direction now a little bit. Back when I was first starting my business, when I was into bulking, gym, like just grind, I would work constantly. I would be in the gym every day because this is what I was seeing on my timeline, right? You know, sleep is for the week or cut out (laughs) all your friends, like, you know, the normal cliche stuff. So that's exactly what I did, right? I I started cutting my sleep. I took no days off with my business, but that took its toll on me and I started to become very tired, irritable. And the thing that really stood out for me is like, I was almost very lonely a lot of the times, Yeah. right? You're so tunnel vision into what you want. You forget to live the life that you're living, trying to catch the life you want to, Mm -hmm. right? So we've really glorified the grind. Sleep is for the weak. Cut out the people who don't share your vision. Now, what influence do you believe, Taryn, that this has had on everybody's mental and physical well-being as well?
1: Yeah, well, we're not rewarded for rest. We're only rewarded when we do things well. We're only rewarded when we're in the gym and we're grinding and we're not rewarded when we're laying in bed, but your body is rewarding you. But we're not listening to our bodies, are we? We're listening to everybody else and everybody on social media. We're not listening to our own bodies. And when you really understand it and you start fasting and you start reading and you look into your body, you're going to realize, I got to chill and I need time for me. My time isn't everybody else's. My time is mine. And I need to be filling it with things that are good for me, not things that are bad for me.
0: I'm going to get that tattooed on my body. Yeah. That's
1: fantastic. Thank you.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, we, we never take the time for ourselves anymore, mm-hmm. do we?
1: Because we're not rewarded for it.
0: We're not rewarded for That's so
1: powerful. That, that's the stigmatism of mental health still there. Okay? That's the only stigmatism I still see is that we're only rewarded for hard work. We're not rewarded for resting and taking time for our mental health. Even though we're saying, Belle, let's talk. And you know what? We love you. And we're here for you. When you're in the dumps. No one's really there. You ought to have here really ready for those times.
0: And to be with yourself and kind of walk yourself through that as well.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, is there? Is there... I, I get that we have to be able to do that ourselves, but is there a little aspect where we should reach out to... Not, It doesn't have to be a professional per se, but even somebody that's very important to you in your life. Do you think that is a yeah. good means to start?
1: I think you really, really need enablers in your life. Enablers, that's the word, that's right? That's I yeah. think I mumbled it a second there, but... <laughs> You really, really need enablers in your life and people that are gonna help you move forward. So something like my mom has always been an enabler in my life. When I didn't have money, she would send me money. When I needed to get my tire fixed because I worked the next day, she would help me, right? You need people that you can fall back on and rely on. And it's the people that haven't built those strong connections in their life. And trust me, I have had very many good relationships and bad relationships in my life with girlfriends and boyfriends. And it's really comes down to just you got to surround yourself by the people that you want to be like. If the people in your life are not exactly who you want to be like, and maybe they have negative thoughts, or they aren't really exactly what you want to be, it's, it's time to build some boundaries with them. You don't have to cut them right out of your life. Yeah. But you negative energy seeps and goes and it's gonna really affect your life if you have people that are Not so great. So I think surrounding yourself by very strong people that you want to be like is very important. So I'm 24. My best friend is 34. And she's a single mother of an autistic kid with ADHD. And she is my hero. And my other best friend is 26, lives on her own. She's single. And like, we are all so vastly different, but all work together. So we have common goals. We all want to be fit. We all want to live this great life and help each other and lift each other up when we're down. And we're always talking about it. So I think really having people in your life that enable you to do well will help you.
0: That's fantastic. That's really great. That's really great. Mm -hmm. And I like to take maybe just take it one step further as well, because I believe having those people around that is, that's such a big foundation for where you want to go in life. And again, don't ignore that. But if you can't find the people to surround yourself with, maybe you are surrounded with toxic people or, people that bring you down, find some people who can hold the energy and hold the space for you to understand what you want to do, Mm -hmm. where you're coming from. So that way you're able to still connect on that level and still have the support that you need to move forward. Yeah, and
1: it's it's hard when it's somebody like a parent. Maybe they're kind of negative. And I think... Building boundaries, and if there's things that are triggering you, and you realize that that's a very negative trait in them, and it rubs off on me and makes me have a worse day like maybe it's somebody you live with, something really close, you have to build boundaries that are gonna make you feel better. So, maybe a boundary of like, oh, I'm not gonna talk about that again, or like, I'm not gonna do that again. And you, don't, you can't kick people out of your life, right? Sometimes it's sticky. So just build boundaries that are going to make you feel better.
0: And help you navigate the situation. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's really great. Now, I was talking with a client of mine the other day. And what he said to me, just it, it really shines some light on kind of the things that I'm a little blind to. He was saying that he is so sick and tired of shredded influencers promoting their program or promoting the grind, saying everything's attainable. And then what he said next really stuck with me. He goes, show me a big guy getting after it. Show me a big guy in the gym. Show me a big guy on your plan because if I'm that kind of guy, I'd like to see myself in his shoes. I don't resonate with you because you're jacked. Mm-hmm. I don't resonate with you because you're shredded. I resonate with the person who shares my lifestyle, my beliefs, and my work ethic. And I want to see that more often. And like that made me think, social media, again, doesn't cater to the real person.
1: Yeah.
0: It caters to this Facade, this made up belief or this made up reality that we're all creating. And it really made me think about when I was first starting Revive. This is back before I launched, back, back, way back before I launched, maybe two years ago. And I remember when I was going to drop, like, you know, you launched that picture, like, hey, this is out. This is what I've been working on. Boing, right? Boing, boing, boing. Yeah, right? You're, <laughs> you're, everybody's excited. <laughs> like, I was looking so forward to that day. And I remember it so clear because. I was living at my uncle's house at the time. And this is the time of lockdown, COVID. Like nobody was able to go anywhere. And he had a home gym. Mm -hmm. And I go, I'm going to work out so hard for six months. I'm going to get so jacked. And I'm going to post a shirtless picture, grab all this attention and put it out. So that way people know, hey, Revive is here. Now at that time, I kind of went towards a vegan lifestyle. So I didn't eat a lot of meat, a lot of protein, or maybe not as much protein. But I I guess I didn't end up getting as jacked as I thought because I didn't really know how to eat properly. Mm -hmm. So, I was looking at a lot of the influences on my social media feed. I'm like, these guys are so jacked and so strong, and then I look at myself in the mirror and I go i like this is, I don't look like that <laughs> So I actually, out of just sheer insecurity, I didn't post the picture. Yeah, I took the picture. mind you, I still looked pretty good. I was in shape, healthy, but because I was living the social media lifestyle, gone, I didn't post the picture, mm. and that's so toxic, it's so toxic
1: it's so toxic that like you don't feel confident enough to post to people that supposedly like you they like your stuff but you are like nervous to post things even though they like you and they follow you you're so nervous to post things i get that as well it's weird it's this weird mind
0: yeah even after you do all the hard work and Mm -hmm. you i've made so much progress still just cut it doesn't live up
1: and i think there's such a weird difference between being cocky and confident
0: Mm, we're gonna touch on that later don't (laughs) dive into that just yet. that's that's a legit question (laughs) what i want to ask you now to wrap up this section though taryn is You always speak, and this is what I love about you the most, is you always speak about how mainstream media and social media fitness is lacking something. It's lacking that truth, that substance. So very, very quickly and concisely, can you dive deep into what that means for you?
1: Um, The very simple gist of it is I look at somebody's Instagram page. Maybe I saw them on the Explore page. I press their picture. I press their Instagram and it doesn't it looks like a very very happy time and it's never ever gonna look like a sad time i don't think anybody really is gonna post on their instagram and say this is a hard day like this is really bad i'm sure there are people out there but it's far and few and the majority of people are posting this is easy come on eight weeks let's go boys like it's forever and people aren't really telling people that so I'm really just trying to fill the gap of what I wish I knew when I started and understanding that it's not easy, even a little bit.
0: Yeah, and no, we always forget that, right? We're so conditioned for that instant gratification. Yeah. Oh, 30 day shred. I can't stand how many 30 day shred programs are out there.
1: And then they're like, oh, it starts next week.
0: Oh, I mean, always starts next week. Always starts next week.
1: Just start now. Yeah.
0: Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Taryn I think a lot of people will resonate with your journey and I think they'd be so grateful to hear how that went along whatever weight loss that you had to undergo and they might actually see themselves in your shoes so can you just open up a bit about how that went for you
1: Mm-hmm. so Um, Growing up, I played like soccer or whatever. I was never any good at any sports. And then I got into um, gymnastics, wasn't very good, busted my ankle, they hired me. And I was not good at coaching gymnastics by any means, but even coaching those things, walking around, standing on your feet, showing people like how to do basic skills, like it's moving all day, right? Like, so I was pretty fit then. And I was like 16, 17, like my body was tight anyways. Like you just don't get fat then. And then high school ended and I was like lifting weights and I was in different programs and my dad was big into the CrossFit games at this time. So like competing in the CrossFit games at the next level on Instagram. So my family's always been really fit. And then college comes around and I just started eating and drinking recipe for disaster, eating and drinking. And eventually it just turned into like 40 pound gain. So then I wanted to get hired as a first responder. So I decided to just lose some weight and uh, I couldn't do it on my own. It was really, really hard. So tried a hard by myself. And then I got a trainer and the trainer really helped me a lot, really taught me about mental toughness and hard work. And he worked specifically in first responding training. So he really understood it. And it was just like some crazy training of like running, running, running. And when I was done running, I would run some more. And then when I was done running, I'd run some more. Wow. (laughs) That takes a toll on you for sure. Mm-hmm. So then lost about 40 pounds, hit my goal weight of 125 pounds, really wasn't happy then because I didn't celebrate anything. Through the time of losing 40 pounds, got hired by my dream job, was sponsored by different things, different gyms, and like it was a really good time, and I just didn't celebrate anything that I was going through because I wasn't at a goal weight and I hit my goal weight and I really wasn't happy. So I think there's a lot to be said about just celebrating the whole thing and understanding that there's no end goal and it's just going to be forever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny you bring that up too when you said you got to your goal weight and you weren't happy because that is the one point of your story that I was watching on your Tarrant talk that I singled out to kind of dive a little deeper with you on. Mm-hmm. So you said you got to your goal weight, but you still weren't happy. Yeah. And you believe that's because you didn't celebrate the things along the way. So like what would those things, those those successes along the way look like for you personally?
1: Um, I was sponsored by F45. Okay. So So it's a gym, right? Yeah. So this gym gave me a full ride just like, Hey, come in and keep videotaping your workouts like you do. And it was just like the first time I was like, Whoa, like this is really cool, but I still wasn't 125 pounds. So like, I didn't really think that was a big deal, but looking back at that now, I'm like, the gym's like 250 bucks a month and Ooh. I was getting it for free. That's a real win right there. It was, a, it was like <laughs> ridiculous and it was so nice and they were so nice to me and like giving me free stuff and like we're just so thankful. And to be honest with you, I don't think they'll watch this, but I don't think anybody went to the gym because of what I posted. Why? Because... They just didn't.
0: Oh, just because, yeah, you <laughs> just to think, okay, some girl's posting to work, though, that was it.
1: Like, I, because I didn't think it was a very big deal, so that was one of them. I got hired as the dream job, like, the reason I was losing the weight to get hired as this job, so I got hired, and I was just like, all right, like, time to put on my work boots and go. Like you brushed and, it off almost. Yeah, I didn't really celebrate it. It was also kind of during COVID, so it wasn't really, like, I could have, like, a big party or something, and, like... My stepbrother works in the same job, and when he got hired, he had, like, this big party and, like, a cake, and, like, I shouldn't do any of that. Like, I was just like, meh, like, I'm I'm still not what I want to look like, and it made me realize, like, if I were thankful for all of those things and really just was, like, giving myself more pats on the back, then maybe I would have been a little happier when I got to that goal weight or goal body. Even along your journey, you might have been happier, too, right? Oh, for sure, and I was just getting hired as any first responder, like I said, it's very serious and they don't like when people really post on social media and it's really just like a sensitive topic. So I was really not enjoying posting on social media that much either. But once I realized like, this is only a job, like, come on, Taryn, you're being silly. Like if social media makes you happy and posting makes you happy, you just got to do what makes you happy. And Yeah, And celebrating the wins
0: makes you happy. And that's what you're
1: documenting
0: alongside, you Mm -hmm. know, your Taryn account, right? Absolutely. So what did you do to navigate or overpower those negative self-talk, that negative belief that came up for you? Maybe when you weren't seeing those results, because you said you didn't get to that weight until you wanted for a long time. Or how did you navigate that when you saw your weight even creeping back on if it did?
1: Yeah. So I, I gained 20 pounds last year at the end of last year, kind of like October, November, December put on 20 pounds after I finished a pretty big race. I did like a, a pretty big race. It was like an 80K bike and a 20K run, which takes about seven hours. And I my goal was to do it in seven hours, did it in seven hours. So yeah. finished that and just started indulging and in stuff and uh, ended up putting on some serious weight. And, you know, I can't lie, the negative self-talk was there. And all I could tell myself was like, this is what my body needs. This is what I need. And I think just faking it till you make it in your brain is half the battle and telling yourself like, it's okay. It's going to be a good day. Like buddy, I see some crazy stuff at work and I'm just like, do to do this is okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just, um, it has a lot to do with mental health too. And just understanding yourself and what you need to be telling yourself to be successful. Because what I tell myself probably won't be what you tell yourself to be happy but they're going to have the same message of it's okay. Like you're doing great. Just keep going. Like I'm genuinely constantly telling myself these things, even right now, like I'm nervous to be here and I tell my, not nervous to be here, but nervous to be talking on a camera or yeah. whatever. And it's just like, I tell myself like, it's okay. Like you're going to be fine. Just breathe. Like drink your water, f- sit on your hand, whatever you need to do. Just relax. You're okay. Taryn. You're yeah. okay. It
0: starts up here. Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it, it's great that you mentioned that to kind of be your own best friend, to nudge you along that journey. Because one of the clients I was talking with before, he said, I mentioned this on a podcast earlier too. He said, people will only get to 40% of their potential. And he goes, people out of fear and f- fear of judgment, fear of failure, they won't attain the things that they maybe were capable of. Yeah. But if you just kind of supported yourself saying, you know what, let me jump into it and I'll figure it out as I go. Like, nobody's going to be successful right from the start. Mm-hmm. doing that allows you to get that 60, 70, 80% of the 100% of your potential. Mm -hmm. If you were just your own best friend, instead of being that negative self-critic and focusing on what you don't have, what you can't do.
1: I think that 40% rule comes a lot to working out. So the fact that maybe I tell myself I'm tired after 12 reps, but I think to myself, am I just giving 40% right now? Like this is not my full potential. And I think a lot in my workouts, very critically about what i'm doing how does it feel what am i Mm -hmm. doing can i push more and again i have this checklist in my brain of things that i need to tell myself to be able to keep pushing past that 40 percent potential that we're talking about beautiful
0: beautiful and again that's a big differentiator between somebody who's successful
1: and who isn't Mm -hmm. it's just how you talk to yourself and faking it till you make it huge there's just like this one thing and it's um show up as her before you become her
0: and
1: like I think my girlfriend sent me that one day and I was like making a Taryn talk and I'm in the middle of it and she sends me it and why the heck did I look at my phone? I don't know, but I look at it and she sends me this beautiful audio to a TikTok and this girl is just like, you got to show up. You got to be her. Like even when you don't feel like her, you got to be there and just pretend to be her and you will turn into that person you want to be. But if you're not pretending or you're not even trying to be her you're going to be less confident. So you got to just walk in to that room and not compare yourself to anybody else but you because you only bring to the table what you can bring to the table. Nobody else can bring to the table what you bring to the table. Wow. And if you're a little shy, you're not going to show everybody what you have. So you might as well go in with your 100% and then let them suss you out. <laughs> <laughs> and But then again, if you show your authentic
0: self, you're going to attract the people that are in alignment with your values yes. within your goals. If the people who are judging you and you know not coming up to you, good. Mm-hmm. You don't need them in your life. that's just a clear sign why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, now I want to jump into the thing that really helps us track everything that we do, and I know you're you're an advocate for this, which is why I bring it up. but we even talked about it before the podcast. Now. I know you use, uh, that BMI scale that has all your water weight. Your... Use
1: code Taren, 10 for 10% off Renfo. We'll
0: link it down below. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, I know you use the scale, you use the tracker, right? And then you're even tracking your sleep, your, your stress, right? On the watch. Now, okay. The,
1: the bathroom scale toxic or useful? Useful. Useful. Used to be toxic when I didn't have one that told me everything. So it was very toxic when I stepped on a scale and it just showed me a number because maybe I had my period next week or maybe I drank a lot of water last night or maybe my body's holding on to water differently because of the new supplements I'm trying or whatever it is. But this scale tells me that and it's going to tell me if it's fat or if it's muscle. It's going to tell me if it's um, like water, if it's fat free body water like there's so many different factors that go into why you're gaining and losing weight and when you can hook up the idea of the fitness tracker here and the scale and my fitness pal you can say oh I've gained weight because I ate like crap yesterday and I didn't work out the last two days so you can look at all these apps on your phone and it just helps me understand a lot more what's going on Rather than just seeing a number going up and down, mm. there's way more factors that go into it and really help me understand why my body looks the way it does. And in conjunction with photos and videos as well. So I can say, I look back in my camera roll and I really liked the way I looked, maybe June 2020. I can look back in my camera roll, then look at the app on my phone, Renfo, and it shows me June 2020, I was 100 and 27 pounds 17.8% body fat this much body water I then go over to my fitness pal it says you were eating this on this day at this time drinking this much water and then I can look at my watch I was working out this way I look back at the videos oh I was doing more like strength training at that time like it's so important to track what you're doing so that you can just manipulate your own body it becomes like almost a game at one point yeah absolutely you know how to adjust to what you
0: want Mm -hmm. in a sense
1: and I think it sounds like a lot to a lot of people. Like when I tell people to track their food, they're like, oh, I'd never do that. Like, yeah. ev- like it's everybody's answer. They're, they're like, you had a 400 day streak on my fitness pal. Oh my and that, like, it, I was so serious about it for so long. And now I understand macros and what puts into my body and how I can maintain weight. So I don't need to use my fitness pal as much, but when it comes down to the simple equation of a calorie deficit, my fitness pal is going to be your best friend to lose weight. Mm. And understanding numbers and researching the very simple idea of a calorie deficit losing weight so much easier than people think, but you just get so mentally torn about oh this person's doing this and this person's doing this. Eat well, burn more calories than you are eating and Bada boom, right? yeah. <laughs> like what, what's? The, I'm sorry, guys. Like I don't understand. Yeah, it's only hard because we're making it hard in our brains.
0: That's a big thing too, absolutely. Now I want to take it from me, from me personally. My view about these trackers and all this, all this information and data we collect. I believe, like you said, it's useful. We can understand. Okay, maybe I should eat this food because it caused me to gain a lot of water weight. Makes me feel bad about myself. That's useful information. But if we're constantly fixated and this tunnel vision on Here's what I ate today. Here's how much body fat I had. Here's how much body weight I lost. We lose sight of how we are feeling. Mm-hmm. We forget that how we are feeling is a huge component of health. How, are you less inflamed? Do you have more energy? How are you sleeping? How is your mood? Are you able to connect with people so you have a social, you have a social connection? Mm-hmm. There's other factors of fitness. And I believe that if we're so indoctrinated with the, this belief that we have to count every calorie, count everything we do, track everything... We lose sight of how we feel and we're told how we feel by these trackers yeah so how can taryn how can someone not let the number on the scale consume them so they stop feeling discouraged and broken and so that they can stay confident and inspired to continue
1: um i know one of my bosses will watch this video hi thank you for watching because he's awesome and he's been really great throughout the whole journey and he told me at one point he's like ditch the scale kid like because he saw me being um, fixated on it. And at one point I was a little more into it, I think, and like weighing myself every day. I think if you have a scale pick, like maybe you're gonna do it quarterly or you're gonna do it monthly, you're not gonna do it every day. And he always told me, he said, kid ditch the scale, like look in the mirror. If you like what you see in the mirror and you like how you feel in the gym, you're doing just fine. Boom. Boom! Right there. So he deserves a big shout out. You're awesome. You're shout a great out. guy. There big <laughs> shout out to that boss. He knows
0: who he is. <laughs> no, that's and that's a great perspective shift that we're not fixated on those that number mm-hmm. again. Even even myself personally, my clients, the scale isn't budging. I fixate on that so much more, and sometimes I forget to ask. Hey, you dropped the pant size. You're just, you're working out big in ups. the gym, yeah. Ooh. That's yeah. But then again, we're blind to it. Even myself personally, and this is the industry that I'm in, so. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you're isolated. Don't feel like you're alone. So many people go through this, even the people who are professionals in the industry. For
1: sure. And I also think the one thing on the scale that I use is nice that it also hooks up to a measurements. So you can use all your measurements in there and it'll create graphs for you for your measurements as well. So you can bring your own um, like measuring tape and measure what you want and then plug that in so you can have then graphs to show you you're gaining and losing weight and connect it to other things. But again, what works for one person will not work for everybody else. The things that I do settle my brain in um everybody has routine in their life and my routine is what I do in the gym and it creates a lot less anxiety in my life when I'm able to work out and track these things and control it in my life because a lot of my job I can't control mm. so if I can tr- control what I'm putting into my body and how I feel it makes my anxiety levels go down a lot and really helps me move forward with solace in the rest of my weeks
0: mm. so it's fi- it's finding where your sweet spot is at the end of the day it's not
1: going to be the same for everybody
0: and you have to experiment with that. don't, mm-hmm. don't think one way is the yeah. only way. you're gonna fail. Fail, yeah. fail, fail,
1: fail, learn and fail again and you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna do that next time.
0: I failed. that's it's not gonna work. And then you've slowly pieced together this beautiful symphony of what works for you, what doesn't, and you'll know how to operate your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So okay, let's we've talked about the food, we've talked about the tracking, we've talked about the fitness. Let's go into another aspect of health that so many people neglect people's friends, relationships their social groups. so, do you believe that people's friends are a big influence on their negative self-talk, their limiting beliefs and their self-critic?
1: 150%. I'll give you an example. So, there's a bunch of fitness tests you need to hire to pass to get hired as a first responder. And you walk into these tests and um, there's a a group of people who are all trying to get the same job as you and they're all in this room and anxiety levels are up. The bosses are all watching you and you have to run these fitness tests literally like in front of a crowd. And the things that the other people are saying are usually so negative. And I find that if the people are joining into the negative talk, they're failing the tests. So I started putting in headphones and walking into those rooms and... playing songs that I used to listen to when I grew up so I was playing like this isn't one I used to grow up to but Zootopia try everything like it's just like a little story about a girl becoming a first responder and it's cute like and she's like try everything don't give up like just keep going and just like taking myself out of the negative self-talk Really made me pass these tests and genuinely excel because it's not anybody else in the room. So, you need to know that the people and the negative talk that you're surrounding yourself, even in the slightest bit, will really affect the outcome of every day. So, if you have people in your life that are very negative, you need to build the boundaries of, hey, I'm really frustrated when I'm around this person for some reason build a boundary and say maybe i'll take this route at work or maybe i'll walk around them or maybe i'll figure out how to not have them in my day just for my personal you know like you don't have to shove people out because they're negative but understand how their comments make you feel and affect your day
0: Mm, and adjust Mm -hmm. so you talked about how the negative people in your life can bring you down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What about the opposite direction where you have positive people that bring you up? Oh my you surround yourself with those people that like you said before in the podcast, how they inspire you, they motivate you, they mm-hmm. embody the attributes that you want to attain. So have you done that? Do you feel you've done a good job finding the people in your life? That help you around that area?
1: Hire, fire, and promote accordingly, they say. And I've done that in my life. So they say, you're the CEO of your life. Hire, fire, and promote accordingly. And I think when I started to really dive into my fitness and become successful, there were people I had to fire because they weren't driving. They didn't get that I wanted to be this bigger level of more like, just be nicer and be nice to your body, and they weren't, so I had to fire people, I had to promote people, I saw people in my life that maybe I weren't, wasn't as close with, but they had the same core values as me, so I promote those people, so hire, fire, promote, I had to hire some people too, Mm -hmm. I had to go out there, and as a 22-year-old girl, go find new friends, like, it's weird finding friends at this age, but you just you got to do it like when you were younger, you know, like you would go up to somebody, Hey, you want to play? Simple. Hey, hey, you want to go for a drink? You want to go work out? Like you just, you have to be friendly and it's not as scary as you think. Just tell yourself like, okay, I have to make new friends. Cause clearly my friends right now are bringing me down. Mm-hmm. People always say like, I find, um, people in first responding we have to see some crazy stuff obviously and these people they're like oh like I'm I'm this way because of the people I grew up with or the people I was around and I, I don't have much sympathy for people like that because you can hire fire and promote accordingly and if you didn't really want to be in that situation you would have stopped at a very long time ago and maybe things in your life happened where you couldn't get out of the situations but really everybody in your life you need to hire fire and promote accordingly so that you are successful because you're the ceo Oh,
0: wow, that's great mm-hmm. that's really great just this again sh- shift in perspective you can you create your reality you create the body you create the life you want
1: you don't have to do anything you don't want to do and once you understand that like the only thing holding you back is you you don't have to you don't sorry i probably won't start. <laughs> You don't have to do anything. If you don't want to go do burpees, don't do burpees. Like You don't have to do what you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Just do what you want to do. Fire, fire, promote. (laughs) Simple. Very simple,
0: yet so effective. Now, I really like to dive into this topic, especially because people subconsciously believe that they don't deserve to be happy. They don't deserve to be skinny, healthy, whatever it is that they want. They believe that the people that have influenced them and inflicted these negative beliefs At a subconscious level, they now believe that to be so true about themselves that they don't even take the actions in alignment to attain that. Mm -hmm. They go, people keep calling me fat. Great. I'm never going to work out because fat people don't exercise. That's an example. But when these thoughts come, you can't just brush them off. You can't just say, oh, I'm fat and then move on. Oh, I'm ugly. Move on. Acknowledge the thought. Because if you acknowledge the thought, you stop it dead in its tracks before it comes and it does that whole negative cascade in your body, how you're feeling and those actions that you take. Now, a lot of people, they won't speak about the, or the, the struggles that they went through, okay? Mm-hmm. You need to understand that in the back of their story or their journey or whatever it was, they struggled too. And if they hadn't got to where they attained, that's why they are inflicting that negative self-talk, that negative belief, because they are feeling that. And they're seeing you make those strides. And they say, I need to bring them down Mm. so they stay here. Now, that's very powerful stuff. So what you need to do is when you stop those thoughts in their tracks, oh, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm not good, I have no skills, stop them dead in their tracks. Say, I don't align with that. I don't agree with it. So you stopped it, acknowledged it, and now change it. Say, you know what? I'm working towards becoming the best me. I'm working towards becoming a happier me, a fitter me. And honestly, be your best friend. Be so confident or cocky that you are your own biggest uh, hype man Mm -hmm. or hype woman. Yeah. Of course. Hype
1: person. Hype person. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So Taryn, can you explain? This is where we're going to dive into it. Can you explain the difference between being cocky and being proud
1: of yourself? I struggled with this so much because it's frowned upon to be cocky. But you're supposed to be proud of yourself. And it's such a fine line between telling your friends, like, hey, I've lost five pounds, but that friend just gained 10 pounds. Right? Like they're not everybody's gonna wanna hear your successes, but you wanna get them out, right? Like you should be proud of yourself. And I struggled with towing that line for a long time. And I think when you start surrounding yourself with the people that are also doing the same things as you, it's going to be easier for you to be proud of yourself because they're doing the same things. And it's not like you're going to feel like you can't tell them that you lost five pounds because you think they're going to be self-conscious. You need friends that are going to love them and you need to teach your friends how to love themselves. Because if you're not your best friend and you're not your own hype person, you're probably not going to do very well like it's just going to be very hard to love a anybody else before you love yourself right Mm -hmm.
0: and that even goes back to what you said right at the beginning was celebrate those wins and if Mm -hmm. you can't bring that forth in a conversation with somebody you're not celebrating wins Mm -hmm. you're just pushing it off like you said in your story as well just brush it off i'm not at my goal weight or you know they can't hold the space i'm not going to say it and then it's gone forever yeah and
1: So I think having people that are gonna be supportive of your wins too, because I think a lot of us are listening to this and are like, yeah, I know the friend, like I know the one, I know the one, I can't tell these things to, or I can't celebrate my wins, but those are people you don't need in your life. Those are people that you need to create those boundaries because you need people that you can be so proud of what's going on. Because my girlfriends, let me tell you, they are the most supportive people in the world. And they support my fitness page. They're always my first like. They're always my first comment. They're always buying the things that I have because they know it's what makes me happy and they want to celebrate it with me. So find the people in your life that are going to celebrate with you and it's going to make the line of cocky and confident a little less blurry. And more manageable for sure.
0: That's great advice. That (laughs) is really great advice. Now to wrap up this section... I one of my buddies the other day he was talking to me and he just gave me this beautiful insight into when you're going through that struggle. Now maybe he said maybe the struggle you're going through right now is the growth you need to experience to get to where you want to be. Think about that for a second. The the pain and the struggle that you're going through right now is shaping you into the person that you need to be. All that hardship and knowledge and ha- knowing how to operate that situation that you're going through, maybe that's the exact skill set you need to succeed in the position that you're going to be, okay? And he, al- he always said, if you're seeing somebody who is struggling in a situation, and this is one of the reasons I've always wanted to make a lot of money so I can help people in negative situations. You know, they yeah. can't eat healthy food, they can't stay warm. Mm-hmm. I would love to just dish off 10 grand and say, you know what, here, here you go, take care of yourself. You're a good man. <laughs> Thank I'd you. take
1: that 10 grand and mama's getting a new pair of shoes,
0: baby. <laughs> well, the shoes, the shoes are next, no, absolutely. That's why you need 20 grand. Uh, no, but he says you can't pull somebody out of a situation because you feel bad. He goes, take somebody who's broke, for example. He goes, you give that guy ten grand, he builds no financial skills, he builds no saving skills, he builds no work ethic skills. Mm-hmm. He needs to work through all of that hardship to develop that the mental resilience, the spiritual resilience, and the skill set to navigate his life accordingly. Right? You give a broke man ten grand. It's gone. But you give a millionaire 10 grand, he'll turn it into a more, more millions.
1: Oh, for sure. Because
0: yeah. they have that skill set. Or that skill set. So I'll leave you with this one. Wrap up this section. Life is a classroom. Okay? And every day is a lesson. You as the student, it's your job to learn something new, adjust your life accordingly, and get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you said in your Taryn Talks episode, I watched it the other day, it said that when you are trying to get onto a new, new journey, you need to figure out your mind and then your body. So why do you tell your audience before, you know, getting into the gym, starting a new diet plan, why do they need to focus on their mindset before anything else?
1: You need to focus on your mindset before anything else, because if you don't have your mind in check, it's going to be very hard to work on yourself. If you don't understand yourself, it's going to be hard to better yourself. So you really need to dive into why you're feeling the way you feel, why you want to get started and really wrap your mind around that there is no end goal and that it's not going to be like eight weeks, 30 days. It's forever. Lifelong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So figure that out and don't go into it thinking it's going to be quick. And that's what I mean by trying to figure your mind out, Mm -hmm. understand that it's going to be forever and this is going to be a habit. And if you just think it's going to be quick, it's not going to work very well. So really understand that it's an everyday battle. It's going to be hard and you need to get your mind right and understand the love that you have for yourself before you can start bettering yourself. There it is. Yes. And one
0: of the biggest things I took away from you
1: right there was when you said, "Understand, you know what you
0: want specifically." So it's finding that clarity about mm-hmm. why the heck are you starting this weight loss journey? Is it for acknowledgement on your social account? Is it to make your boyfriend happy? If
1: it is, that's what it is.
0: That's what. Hey, you got to figure it out though. But a lot of people just jump into these programs like, "Oh, I need to get shredded because I'm seeing ads for the for the shredded program." Or
1: I have a vacation in two months.
0: That's it. Yes, and oh my god, I, that's thank you for bringing that up, mm. actually. I always talk about that, having these time-bound goals. Like, you say, okay, I got a wedding. I got. Let me me say a story with one of the (laughs) the people because this is getting me so excited. Let me say a story that I heard when I was at a dinner party. I think it was about six, seven months ago. And I was talking to this one girl. She was saying, oh, I'm trying out this new program. I'm so excited to get into it. And she told me she lost 50 pounds on the program. I'm going, holy crap, like 50 pounds. I go, what was it? She goes, oh yeah, I, all I had to do was work out for an hour and a half every day. She goes, all I can eat was meat and vegetables with no seasoning. And here I am, 50 pounds lighter. And I'm going, well, first of all, that sounds awful.
1: Yeah. Just
0: eating meat and vegetables with no flavor? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I asked her, how did that feel going through that? She goes, it was the worst time of my life. And I go, so why, why the heck would you put yourself through that? and she goes oh i actually had a wedding i needed to go to and i bought a dress that i wanted to fit in and then she would show me the pictures at the wedding i go oh it's fantastic you hit your goal but then i asked her because sometimes i push a little too too far i go so like how does the dress still fit because i know i know how these things go i know that people gain weight after the diet or they gain it back she goes oh yeah it doesn't fit i actually gained back 25 pounds so I go, you put yourself through all that strenuous exercise and that deprivation of food, mm-hmm. and you're almost back to where, you're start- where you started. And again, she didn't have clarity on what she wanted to do, how she wanted her life to look like. She just wanted that time-bound goal of, I need to get in shape for six weeks, and then I'm good for life.
1: Yeah. So I think in her case, it would be important to think about the goal that you have. So the goal was to get in the dress, but then think about what happens after you fit in the dress. So think about how can I sustain this after? So if you need to lose 50 pounds for that wedding, whatever, sure, you lose 50 pounds for that wedding. You do what you need to do. But then right after that wedding, you need to sustain that to keep it going. And people just don't get that these 30, 40-day quick fixes aren't sustainable because you can't live this gross chicken and broccoli life your whole life. And some people do and they love it. And I'm not going to knock it because some people do. But if you do, let me know what you're doing (laughs) because I don't know if that's going to work for me, right? Absolutely. You need to really, really enjoy it. And if you're not enjoying it, it's not going to be sustainable. Right there. You
0: can't undo a lifetime
1: of bad eating, bad habits in 30
0: days. No. Always remember that. I'm six
1: years deep and I still have bad habits, guys. If you've made it this far, I vape. Ask me about it if you have questions. But I vape and I smoke weed. I think we can say that. We're in Canada. It's legal. It's legal. Yeah. So I think if you've made it this far, you're a pretty good T Young Fit fan and we appreciate you on the revive effect. So I smoke. If you have more questions, let me know. Everybody has vices in their life, but just treat your body right if you're going to be a little rude to your body. Right? Mm -hmm. So I compensate with being super active is it good for me heck no do i know how bad it is heck yes do i still do it yeah why because i'm a human being and we all have things that we need to work on and maybe that's something i need to work on not perfect nobody is
0: but again it's finding that balance like mm-hmm. you said you're still maintaining a healthy lifestyle as yeah. much as you can right yeah and that's huge
1: and i think a lot of people that um will get the imposter syndrome and that I, uh, I'm very fit. I can't tell my followers I smoke. Like they're going to think that I'm not reliable anymore or that they like, you think that these big influencers don't go party and blow it up their nose. You're lying to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Like they have bad days too. They have days that they probably drink too. Like they're just not showing you on their fit page, but that's my that's my little rant for the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to keep that in the back of your mind again, <laughs> folks, of course. Now, let's bring it back towards this negative self-talk, this negative self-critic. Now, I remember in one of your Tarrant talks, you said that you couldn't pass your fitness test because of your health, you know, for that dream job, right? You got to your goal weight, you did the race, yada, 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 gained it all back. And, you know, you kind of had this negative journey. So how much of a role do you feel that your negative self-talk and negative beliefs played in you gaining your weight back?
1: I think it played a lot because when I was gaining the weight back, I also had COVID really badly. So it was very easy to spiral down into this negative self-talk. And although I was trying to positive self-talk, sometimes the negative thoughts are loud and I get that. And they can be very loud sometimes when life feels like it's crashing down on you. But you have to understand that those little times that you're having a negative self-talk and you even say like, I'm proud of you. Like just tell yourself something so little the little tiny things that you're telling yourself will accumulate into success. So because I kept telling myself, like, it's okay, like, just as I was slipping back into gaining weight, I just kept telling myself, like, this is what I need, my body needs the break, I'd been working for, like, five and a half years straight working out, my body needed a break, and I think when I wrap my mind around that and tried to get the negative self-talk out by feeding myself a little bit better energy it really helped me understand that this is what I need this is what my body needs
0: mm, yes and so you took you took that step back we talked about that always plugged in always go 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 tunnel vision but once you took that step back you said here's how I need to adjust and then you slowly started giving yourself that self-love that better self-taught
1: mm-hmm. and it was really hard because I've been active on my social media since 2019 and I feel like I've only been rewarded for losing weight and I've been gaining followers because I've lost weight and now it was hard for me to post and like I knew I was 20 pounds heavier but I hadn't like brought it out to my followers yet and maybe I was like trying to like angle myself to make it look like I wasn't as heavy but then I was like why am I trying to hide this this is my Instagram this is how I want to tell people and I need to tell people that I gained weight and it didn't Hinder me. Like, look at me now. Like, it's fine. Like, gaining weight is what you need sometimes when you get to such a low weight. You're going to need to bulk back up if you want to look bigger or stronger. Right. And I just turned my mindset from, uh, I gained 20 pounds to hey, I did a 20 pound bulk right just yeah. makes it a little easier in your mind so just be really really nice to yourself if you're slipping back even when the negative self-talk's really loud absolutely yes and I'm so glad you said that the negative self-talk is loud because that dives us right into
0: uh, one of the articles I was reading it was by Dr. Lori Santos and when she talked about this I go it's so it makes so much sense yet it's so simple yet we are so succumb to it every day so she was talking about emotions and she said, emotions are something that's trying to signal to you either something's wrong or something's working, right? And we can use, when we feel those emotions, if it's in proper working order, we can say, okay, I feel like garbage. Let me pivot. Let me do something differently. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm feeling good. Oh, I like this. Let me get more of this into my life. And that makes sense. It's a very simplistic way that emotions work. Now she said, when the system gets broken, she was, that's where it gets dangerous. She was picture it like books. Okay. Picture like you have a stack of books. Now you have two options. Now, one, you can hold the books out super, super far away, the stack of books, but that's the equivalent of pushing emotions out of the way, bottling them up and ignoring mm-hmm. them. And the, if you've ever held, held books out this far for more than a minute, no. it starts to hurt. It starts to really hurt. Your arm starts to get weighed down and eventually it just crumbles. You just give up. And that's when you're pushing those emotions down, that negative self-talk, those limiting beliefs if you're never acknowledging them, it's just going to get to the point one day where you crumble and you can't Mm -hmm. make the change for the better. You don't get that emotional signal in your head to say, this is something that needs to change. And it's become so normalized in your life that you think this is how normal feels. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's so different, right? But then she also said on the flip side, sometimes you're holding your emotions in the books so close to you that you can't read them. You can't see the words and that's the equivalent of the emotion saying, if you're holding your emotions too close and that's all you're fixated on, you can't see any of the opportunity around you to adjust it. Yeah. And that's powerful. That's really, really powerful. So can you tell someone to, or what would you tell someone who knows they've been bottling up emotions or they've been pushing those negative beliefs aside so they don't have to face them? How would you tell them to
1: overcome that? Cry 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 hit your pillow like get it all out like there's no other way to get through emotion than feeling it and when I know I need to cry watch out because I am going to let it all out and because if I don't feel it then I'm gonna feel it like two three hours later when I'm in the gym and I don't want to be feeling it so feel your emotions honor how you are feeling Think about it logically after. So same with the dress scenario. So she go fit into her dress. Okay, I'm really upset. I just finished that temper tantrum. Literally finish your temper tantrum, then think logically. Because sometimes emotionally you can't think logically. So once you're done your temper tantrum by yourself with nobody else in a safe environment, talk to yourself and say, "All right, like what do we need to do to make this not happen again? How do am I to adjust?" tomorrow am i tired that's why i'm feeling this way am i feeling this way because of what somebody said do i need to build stronger boundaries so i don't feel like this again just feel the emotion honor it and then think logically about it going backwards
0: i love that Mm -hmm. okay so now let's flip it on the flip side what would you tell someone who knows they've been holding their emotions and negative beliefs too close and they feel like they can't get out of their own head how can they overcome those emotions fake it fake it
1: just pretend Just pretend you're a little happier and sounds so, so, so much easier said than done because when that negative talk is so loud, there is nothing else you can think but negative, but try to just keep torpedoing happy stuff in there Mm -hmm. and eventually it'll happen. So fake it, show up with a smile. Just understand that if you're going to change your environment, if you're really sad in an environment, you just need to get out of that and change whatever it is. Think very, very logically about your emotions and how to not let them affect your life so much.
0: Ah, I love that. That's Mm -hmm. great. Now, let me, I'll give you my perspective on that because I personally was someone who held my emotions too close, my Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs and all that other bad stuff. And I found that even though it made me so anxious and stressed, like to even acknowledge them at some points, I took a complete break and I just did something that allowed me to, decompress and actually brought me joy and upliftment so what that does is it pulls you out of that stressful emotional state and it puts you into a more calming more fluent energy almost so that way the next time that you do come back to the table and you address these emotions you're in a much more calm cool (laughs) collected state it's very powerful and like for me it's music like that's one thing i do i just the vinyl room is right over there yeah I go lock the doors put on the vinyl and i just close my eyes and i go let the music hit me and then then i face the emotions then i come back to it but
1: listen if you're not self-aware you're not going to be able to have that time by yourself because Mm -hmm. if you told me two three years ago like oh taryn just talk positively to yourself i'd be like bull crap like that doesn't work that's never gonna work because i was so in a negative mind space you're not going to know what works for if you if you don't try. Just try to talk to yourself better and just see how it changes your life, please. It's just a little thing and it'll really help. Take the extra time and do things for yourself like listening to vinyl. Mine is working out. Yeah, everybody's got their own, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody's mine's different. working out and chilling and smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's, everybody's got their uh, thing they love. That's great.
0: That's really great. So, okay, to wrap up this episode... To wrap it up so beautifully, let me hit you with one last question. Okay. Let's say our listeners, they have faced their negative self-talk. They have faced their negative beliefs. Now, what steps can they take to get to where they want to be, to truly become the person they want and to attract the body and life they want?
1: Surround yourself by the most amazing people. Be with people that are going to uplift you. And if anybody in your life is bringing you down, it's not going to help you drive forward look logically at the things around you and how they are affecting you, whether that be social media, the people in your life, the things you do for a living, the things that you do every day, your routine. If it's not working, adjust it to you because you're the only one that knows what's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. If you're at a roadblock or you're plateauing, try something different. If your negative self-talk is getting in the way, just try something different. If your things in your life are not going the way you want them to go, change something. (laughs) You have the power to change it, right? Nobody's coming to save
0: you, right? Everybody hears that Mel Robbins thing. Do it. Got to take action yourself. Yeah. And figure it out. Yeah. It's your journey. Make it your journey.
1: Nobody's going to be able to face it the way you're going to face it. So bring your own uniqueness to the table. Be yourself and understand that everyone else's journey is not going to be perfect for you. Because it's your journey. It's your body. You're more unique than you'll ever know. And your mind is so much stronger than your body. Just remember that. Beautiful. I love it.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, Taryn Young, thank you for coming on the show, Taryn. Where can our audience find you if they want to listen to your Taryn talks or connect with you on social?
1: Yeah, it's T Young Fit. So T Y O U N G G F I T on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok at T Young y-o-u-n-g-g i post kind of the same things on my tiktok that i post on my instagram but my tiktok's just a little more funny and a little less vetted than my instagram is so hop on over all of my Taran talks are listed on there and i just dive into what we believe social media is lacking and really talk about a lot of the things that the revive effect has. So thanks so much for having me. It's been so nice to get to know you and the revive effect and just your outlook on life is so, um, it's just fresh. It's nice to hear. And it's so nice to hear somebody that's kind of my age has the same outlook on life Mm -hmm. so early on, because I think a lot of people take a lot of time to understand the things that we kind of understand and I'm thankful that we can share it with other people. So thank you for having me.
0: No, Thank you for coming out. We're so grateful to have you. Ladies and gentlemen, Taryn Young. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> Alright, thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you stuck around to the end and I'm so grateful that you took the opportunity and your time to spend it here with me at The Revive Effect. So, if you like what you heard today, please, I ask that you share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear the information or even if you did like it, please subscribe, give us a like, give us a comment, even email us and tell us what you liked about the podcast. We appreciate you so much for tuning in and if you like what you heard today, again, Don't be afraid to visit our website, R-V-I-V-E Official, reviveofficial.ca to learn more and keep up with all the latest and greatest things that we are doing today. If you are someone who is feeling insecure, they're unhappy, unhealthy, and stuck in fear, I've created the Revive Effect and my company Revive in order to transform you into somebody who is the fitter, healthier, happier you, who is more confident than they've ever been in their entire lives and who's driven and hungry for growth every day and actually wakes up energized and happy. So give a look over to our website because that's where you're going to find all the latest and greatest information and tools and resources in order for you to attain that and make that vision of yours a reality. So I'm Matt Celestio. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks here on the Revive Effect podcast.